Okay, we are now officially live on Anchor FM and Spotify. And of course, we're continuing on the air live here at Sunshine USA. Now, another thing you'll notice is, is that except for the Bible, I don't have any notes in front of me. I'm totally dependent on the Lord as to what I should say. Now, I do have the Bible and uh, I do read from the Bible. And by the way, uh, I'm going to be reading uh, from the King James Version. That is the version that I use here on Sunshine USA. Now, I may, uh, in private, you know, when I'm preparing these broadcasts, I may occasionally look at other translations to see what they have to say and if it clarifies what I read in the King James. But as far as the public broadcast is concerned, Sunshine USA, I always read from the King James Version. I think it's safe to say that the King James Version has stood the test of time. They have stood the test of time. And so I, I kind of stick with the King James Version. Uh, you, of course, can read uh, whatever translation of the Bible you feel led of the Lord to read. Uh, so we'll let it go with that. Uh, <laughs> I guess we could talk all day about what version of the Bible you should be reading. As for me, I read the King James Version. And uh, like I say, I may confer with other translations, but ultimately I read from the King James Version. And uh, whatever the Lord tells you to do, well, do it. Uh, the thing I always emphasize when it comes to how to study the Bible is the fact this is something you need to do every day. I mean, every single day of the week. Now, I realize that uh, you may have a whole lot of time some days to study the Word. Other days, you may not have so much time. But I think some time ought to be made for the study of God's Word every single day of the week. And uh, I just think this is very, very important. Um, you need to study the Word of God every week. Now, I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. And here Paul is instructing Timothy about the importance of studying uh, the Word of God. Let's see what he has to say here. He says in 2 Timothy 2, 15, Study to show thyself, approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that's found in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. First of all, notice here he says to study the word of God. Notice he doesn't say simply read the word of God. He says to study the word of God. And he talks about a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. You see, Bible study, when it's correctly done, is always going to um, be hard work. There's no way around it. You know, I don't believe in just reading the Bible. I believe in studying the Bible in depth. And by the way, I have to say this. I've said this many times on platforms like uh, Spotify and Anchor FM and Blog Talk Radio, I've said this many times, and that is the fact 
that uh, that uh, uh, I'm not a big fan of reading the Bible through in a year. A lot of people, they in January, they start uh, signing up for these read the Bible through in a year plans. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm not opposed to reading the Bible, obviously, but I am opposed to trying to squeeze it all in in a year. In order to read the Bible through in a year, you have to uh, read about five to seven chapters a day. Now, some days you have a lot of time for reading and studying the Bible, and that very well may be possible. Other days, you may not have time to cover that many chapters. But every day that you cover less than, say, seven chapters a day, you fall further and further behind, and pretty soon you quit and get discouraged. And uh, other times, when you actually read seven chapters a day, what happens is you're so hung up on reading seven chapters, you don't really think enough about what those seven chapters are actually teaching you. I would rather see you study just a few verses and really think about what's being said there than to try to read the Bible through in the whole year. Now, we accomplished something very significant on the last Sunshine USA uh, podcast. Uh, I preached from Malachi chapter 4, which is the final chapter of Malachi. It's also the final chapter of the Old Testament. And that means I have now done audio commentary on the entire Old Testament, every chapter in the Old Testament, every book in the Old Testament. And to me, that is a really great accomplishment. Now, I have to tell you, it took a few years to do that. It took at least two or three years to do that, not a year. And that's just the Old Testament. We haven't even gotten to the New Testament yet, officially. Now, we'll begin a chapter-by-chapter look at the New Testament, starting on the very next program. But today, our focus is going to be on how to study uh, the Word of God. And like I say, the first thing is you need to make this a daily, regular habit. Uh, now, I know what some of you are going to say. Some of you are going to say, well, you know, I just don't have time every day to study the Word of God. Now, that might be true, or so it seems. But, on the other hand, we do have time for what we want to do. Uh, you take someone that loves to play the game of golf. Uh, they make time every day to play golf. Now, this time of year, they probably start a lot earlier so that they can get a, an 18-hole round of golf in uh, before the heat of the day. But when people love to play golf, they make time for it. Some people might play golf early in the evening while it's still relatively cool and they have enough daylight. But they make time for doing what they love to do. If you love to go to football games or baseball games, basketball games, well, you know what? <clears throat> you make time for that sort of thing. You really do, because it's important to you. Well, if the study of the Word of God is important to you, then you know what? You're going to make time for the study of God's Holy Word, the Bible. Now, I would suggest that you pick a time that is convenient, 
a time when you're wide awake and alert, I would suggest that you maybe have a place set aside in your home or apartment or business where you can read the Word of God and not be disturbed by other people. You might want to consider having a set time for Bible study. And then you let your family and friends know, okay, this is the time that I'm going to be studying the Word of God every day. And so this is the time of day that I would prefer for 30 minutes or an hour, whatever time length it is, I would prefer not to be disturbed unless it's really an emergency, okay? Okay. Now, <laughs> like I say, this is important that you do it every <clears throat> single day of the week. Now, as I say, the real study of the Word of God is hard work. It's more than just simply reading the Word. It's hard work. Now, I would suggest that you get for yourself some uh, good, dependable, quality Bible commentaries. Uh, some of them I use on a regular basis. Now, those of you that are regular listeners to uh, Sunshine USA, you know that uh, Bible Panorama is a Bible commentary that I make frequent use of. It is part of the Bible Gateway app, which I have on my phone. And Bible Gateway is a wonderful way to help you study the Word. Uh, on BibleGateway.com, as is true with the Bible Gateway app, you can look up different versions of the Bible. You will find the Bible printed in a number of different languages. And in the case of BibleGateway.com, one of the unique features they have is that it will read the Bible to you if you so desire. And in fact, you can even have a choice as to who you want to read the Bible to you. And they also have a dramatized version, which uh, typically has a soft instrumental background maybe. And if there's two or three different characters in that particular chapter, they have two or three different uh, readers who are reading those particular lines. It's dramatized. And you might hear background noise like cattle or sheep or, uh, you know, maybe you hear horses uh, galloping uh, on a dirt road or something like that. It's dramatized. Now, the Bible itself is the script, so they don't add anything. They don't take anything away, but it's dramatized. And so BibleGateway.com is a wonderful app to have on your phone. Uh, it's a wonderful website to help you in the study of the Word of God. And uh, you also have commentaries like Bible Panorama, which I use on a regular basis here on Sunshine USA. Now, I also use the New Owners Bible Handbook. The New Owners Bible Handbook. It, it's a book that I use rather frequently uh, on this particular program, and it's relatively inexpensive. Um, I would say new, it would probably cost maybe $15, $20. That's just an estimate on my uh, particular part. You could probably buy it at most any brick-and-mortar Christian bookstore or any online Christian bookstore probably has a copy of that, and I would get that. I also have uh, Matthew Henry's commentary, 
which I find to be very helpful to me in the study of the Word of God. And uh, let's see, I have um, other Bible study helps, which are very helpful to me. Uh, you'll find, for example, uh, uh, there are a number of online Bible atlases, which help you see where different events of the Bible took place. And, uh, you know, so it's just a wealth of information. Uh, Matthew Henry's commentary is another commentary I use. Then there's Schofield uh, Bible. The Schofield Bible has uh, Schofield's study notes in it. And I find that to be very helpful. Uh, so all of these are exciting Bible study aids that are either available at a very nominal cost from wherever you buy your Christian materials at, or in some cases you can get it free of charge on the internet. And we really have something to thank God for. You know, when I got saved back in 1969, uh, none of this was free. <laughs> uh, you had to buy individual versions of the Bible. You had to buy individual commentaries, uh, Bible atlases. I mean, it was expensive. <laughs> and now you get a lot of this stuff free online. And so that's a very wonderful asset right there. And I just thank God for that, you know, because I'm one of these people. Uh, I don't make a lot of money. <laughs> I never have, never will. And in fact, right now I'm retired. Uh, the only work that I still do is the work of the gospel ministry. And as I said before, I do that without pay. I don't get paid for doing Sunshine USA. I do it free. I do it as a volunteer just because I love the Lord. And, you know, I love people. <laughs> And that's something these TV and radio preachers, you know, they they don't know anything about that because they have these six-figure incomes. I've never had a six-figure income. I don't ever see myself having a six-figure income. And so I don't do this as a money-making opportunity. I do it just because I love you and I love the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, anyway, uh, getting back to 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 15, it says, A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, here's the thing. Uh, we, as ministers of the gospel, and I've been licensed to the ministry ever since 1974. I was ordained to the ministry in 1979. And as a minister of the gospel, I have a duty and a responsibility before God to rightly divide the word of truth. Now, in order to do that, of course, you have to be uh, someone who studies the word, who makes it a point to know the word. Uh, I can remember very fondly back in 1983, I enrolled as a student at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. It's our Southern Baptist Seminary in New Orleans. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, this really isn't necessary. Because, I mean, after all, I've been going to Sunday school all my life. I have been going to church all my life. I've been reading my Bible before I go to bed at night all my life. So, <laughs> as far as I was concerned, there wasn't much about the Bible I didn't know. So, I thought to myself, it's just a total waste of time for me to go to seminary. But, 
I, I knew that no church would take my ministry seriously if I didn't go to seminary. So guess what? I went to seminary. <laughs> and after I started in my seminary courses, I began to realize, you know what? I didn't know the Bible as well as I thought I did. There was a lot of stuff in this book right here called the Bible I didn't know. And as a result of having gone to seminary, I know a lot more about the Bible. I know a lot more about how to properly study the Word of God. And now it's all sort of come together for the past 10 years that I've been doing Sunshine USA. It's been coming together in my internet radio ministry because I'm able to correctly teach the Word of God. Now, here's the thing. When, I, when you hear me teach the Word of God here on Sunshine USA, don't just take my word for it. Don't take any preacher's word for it. When you listen to your pastor preach on Sunday morning or Sunday night, Wednesday night, whenever, uh, when you hear your pastor preach, don't automatically take his word. You get out the Bible at home and you study it for yourself and see for yourself what the Bible has to say. And when you do that, then you'll know for sure what the Bible has to say. And then you can effectively share that with other people. Now, another thing that you need to think about when you study the Word is the fact that the Bible was not originally written in English. Now, I know that here in the United States, those of us who have been reading uh, the Bible for all of our lives, uh, we, we have a tendency to think, well, you know, the Bible was written in good old English, but that just ain't so. We know that the Bible, as far as the Old Testament was concerned, that we just finished studying here on Sunshine USA, um, we know that uh, the Bible in the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. Most of the New Testament was originally written in Greek. Now, a little part of that New Testament was actually written in Aramaic, and many Bible scholars believe that Aramaic was probably the language that Jesus most commonly spoke. Now, if you ever saw that movie, The Passion of the Christ, uh, you'll notice that the movie was filmed in Aramaic. Uh, it had English subtitles so that you could make out what was being said, but it was actually originally produced in Aramaic so that you could get a feel for what it sounded like when Jesus said what he said. And I just thought that was really a, a neat idea, you know. Uh, if you can study the original Greek New Testament or the original Hebrew Old Testament, I believe it will enhance your Bible study. It's not totally necessary, but it will enhance your Bible study. Uh, and today, just as there are many Bible study helps online, you can also get online many helps in terms of knowing what the biblical languages are. Now, one app that I recommend for that is called the Bible Hub. Um, some Bible scholars also refer to it as the interlinear Bible. And here you get to see the Old Testament as it appeared in original Hebrew 
and the New Testament as it appeared in original Greek. <clears throat> and so I find this to be very helpful when it comes to reading and studying uh, the Word of God. And, uh, and another interesting thing about these Bible apps, whether it be Bible Hub or Bible Gateway, you can get the Bible printed in many different languages. And so if you live in a community where languages other than English are spoken, you can use your Bible app showing the Bible in, say, Spanish or German, Portuguese, uh, whatever, you can show them the Bible in their language, and you can let them read the Bible in their language. And that can be very helpful as well. And so these are some ideas that I give you about how to study the Bible properly. And another very important thing that I uh, bring to your attention is the fact that we need to take what we read in the Bible and we need to apply it to our everyday lives. We need to take what we read in the Bible and we need to apply it to our everyday lives. I think that is so important. Uh, in other words, we need to be not just readers of the word, we need to be doers of the word. <laughs> uh, I remember in my radio DJs, DJ years when I was working at a Christian radio station, I used to play a song by Dan Pete. It's called Doer of the Word. <laughs> and I always enjoyed playing that song, but it had a great message. And that is, as Christians, we're not to be just readers or hearers of the Word of God. We need to be doers of the Word of God. And, and you know, really, when it comes to uh, the Bible, we have something very wonderful to be thankful for. We can be thankful for the fact that we can have in our home we can have our own copy of the Word of God. Now, on the bookshelves, which are located right back here, uh, you see uh, on the top shelf there, you have some classic cars that I have. Then over here, you have lighthouses and churches and things like that. And then underneath that, you can't quite see it on the camera view, but I have a number of Bibles. I think I own at least seven or eight different Bibles. And you know, that too is a blessing. <laughs> because, you know, in the early church, they didn't have that. Uh, what they had to do, they had to go to the synagogue or the church in order to hear somebody read the Bible to them. Because up until the time the first printing press came along, and the Bible could be mass-produced, so to speak, uh, the Bible tended to be very expensive because the Bible had to be meticulously copied word for word by various scribes. It was a painstaking task, but somebody had to do it. And because of that, there weren't all that many copies of the Word of God. There were, in most cases, enough copies for every church or synagogue to have a copy of the Word, but not everybody had their own individual copy. And so, therefore, they had to come to church or to the synagogue for the scripture to be read. Uh, you'll read in Jesus' early ministry, and we'll see this as we get more and more into the ministry of Jesus. Uh, we'll see where Jesus went into the synagogue 
and he read different passages of scripture, and then he sat down. And this was actually, in the early uh, church, this was a fairly common practice. And part of the reason is people didn't have their own copy of the Word of God. But they were also very dependent on whoever was doing the speaking. They were very dependent on that person correctly reading to them what the Word of God actually said, and also wisely and accurately instructing them as to what what they just heard meant. But now, we as Christians in the modern age, we have the opportunity of reading and studying the Bible, God's holy word for ourselves. And, you know, that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. <laughs> and it's a privilege we have that not everybody has. And, and, you know, there's still countries around the world where copies of the word of God were scarce. I, I was listening to Christian radio the other day. And I think the radio program was produced by Voice of the Martyrs. And it pointed out there are still a number of countries around the world where it's not legal to distribute the Word of God. And yet there are missionaries every day who put their lives on the line trying to get the Word of God into countries where technically it's not legally allowed. Uh, they literally put their lives on the line to get the word of God to the people in that country. Uh, I remember back when I was in high school, I read about a man named Brother Andrew. And Brother Andrew had a ministry of smuggling the Bible into communist countries. And he said, as a prayer, typically before he got to the border crossing, he said, you know, Lord, when you were on earth, you made seeing eyes, I mean, you made blind eyes to see, and now, Lord, I pray that you'll make seeing eyes blind. That was his prayer. And he would go into all kinds of countries around the world and distributed to them copies of the Word of God. And, and you know, the exciting thing about studying the Word of God is the fact that the Bible has a way of changing people's lives. It changes people's lives. Uh, one of the evangelists that I grew up listening to at my home church, the Washington Avenue Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, we frequently heard sermons by Eddie Lieberman. Now, Eddie Lieberman was a very interesting evangelist because he came from a Jewish background. He was an Orthodox Jew, and uh, then he ended up going to prison. And while in federal prison, he found a copy of the Word of God. And he began reading it every day in his jail cell. And as he began to read the Bible, and especially as he began to read the New Testament and compare it with Old Testament prophecies, he realized that indeed, and in fact, Christ was the promised Jewish Messiah. And right there in the jail cell, he didn't have a church to lean on at that time. He didn't have a preacher to listen to. He just had the word of God. And right there in that jail cell, he prayed. And he asked Jesus Christ to come into his heart. And then he gave himself to the ministry. And, and you know, the interesting thing is, uh, he did so at a great price. His own family, his own Orthodox parents and Siblings, they wouldn't have anything further to do with them. In fact, they had a mock funeral for him. As far as they were concerned, he didn't exist anymore. 
And so he had to, in a sense, give up his own family in order to serve God and believe in God. But that's because, you see, the Bible has the exciting power to change lives. Look at the Gideon ministry today. The Gideons are very much involved in distributing Bibles to schools and um, different prisons around the country, jails. Uh, they get the Bible into hotel rooms around the country. And they do this because they know that the Bible has all kinds of power. It has the power to end misery, to end addiction, to end slavery to sin. And the Bible truly sets people free. It gives them a new life. And man, that's so exciting. Now, if you're listening right now to YouTube Live or Spotify or Ranker FM, or some of the other platforms that we broadcast on here at Sunshine USA, I invite you to pray and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. It's very simple, not complicated, doesn't cost anything, not financially. Uh, I want you to pray and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. If you'll pray this prayer or a prayer similar to it, God's going to save you. Dear Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. Lord, I admit that at my very best, I'm a dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking sinner. Lord, I pray right now that you'll come into my heart, forgive me of my sins. Lord, I accept the blood that you shed on Calvary's cross as payment for my sin. And now, Lord, I thank you so much for saving me. And Lord, help me to find a good church to get involved in. Lord, help me to read and study your word, the Bible, every single day in my life. And Lord, I do this because I love you and I want to get to know you better. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer or a prayer similar to it, let me tell you something. God has saved you. He has given you brand new life. And now you need to be willing to take that next step. You can contact me, and I'll be glad to help you find a church that you can plug yourself into. doesn't matter where you live in this country or one of the other countries around the world. I will do my research, and I will help you find a church that you can get involved in. And I'll also be glad to send you, by way of the mail and by way of email, I'll be able to send you some Bible study helps to help you grow spiritually. And you can ask me questions. If you have questions about how to live the Christian life and how to study the Bible, uh, then you can contact me. The best way to do that is by email. And I have two different email addresses that you can use. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com. And the other one is warrenlandis at gmail.com. Uh, all of this is lowercase, very simple, very easy to remember. Now, if you want to contact me by snail mail, my snail mail address is Warren Landis, 80 Thruston Street. That's T-H-R-U-S-T-O-N, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. That's Warren Landis, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. Now, be sure to put the apartment number on there or I won't get it. That's very, very important. Either way, I'll be glad to 
listen to your Bible study questions. If you want advice on how to live the Christian life or if you have prayer requests. I believe prayer is a very powerful thing. You know, uh, let, me, let me share with you just one example that shows how powerful prayer can be. Uh, a couple of weeks ago at my church, I go to the San Susie Church here in Greenville, South Carolina. Our pastor announced, and our pastor's name, by the way, is Lenny Miller. Our, our pastor announced that we were going to have an outside worship service and church picnic on Sunday, June the 19th, which is this coming Sunday. And of course, you know how it is here in Greenville, South Carolina and other parts of the country. This time of year, it starts getting very, very hot. In fact, this past week, we've had temperatures at or near the 100 degree mark this week. It's been very hot. But I started a couple of weeks ago before I heard anything about the advanced weather forecast. I started praying, Lord, we need some relief for this heat so that we can have our church service on Sunday, June 19th outside. And you know what? This weekend, we've got a cold front. At least it's what qualifies as a cold front this time of year. On Sunday, the high will be about 85 to 88 degrees with low humidity. You see, that's a result of prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. And as Christians, we can pray for each other. Um, I'm part of a prayer network. I get prayer requests, usually in the form of text messages. And uh, last night I was going to bed about 10.45 p.m. And I got a text message, someone with a prayer request. Now, at first, I didn't know who the text message was from. And I'm thinking to myself, who in the world would be texting me or calling me this time of night? But it was someone with a prayer request. And I said, you know, that's important. You know, people can interrupt my sleep for a prayer request. You know why? Because I believe that prayer is super powerful. Amen. Well, folks, I tell you, I don't know about you. I've enjoyed doing uh, this uh, broadcast today. Next time we'll get started in our study of um, the New Testament. We'll get started in a systematic study of the Word of God, and I think that's very important. Um, I haven't decided exactly what that will look like yet. As you know, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, these are three Gospels known as the Synoptic gospel, Gospels, and they contain many of the same parables and other illustrations that Jesus used. And so I haven't decided yet whether to just simply start with Matthew and do each of the Gospels, or if I should do maybe uh, a parallel study of the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now, John is a little bit different and you'll find out a little bit more about why on the next broadcast. But uh, anyway, we will begin a system, a, a systematic Bible study of the New Testament, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and we'll start that on the very next broadcast. Well, I've enjoyed doing this. It's been quite a treat. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And as you can see on my Spotify and Anchor FM. I have been on the air now for 35 minutes and 52 seconds, and uh, 
I'm now going to press a button in just a few minutes that will officially take me off the air. But I'm also going to go off the air here. So I hope that you've enjoyed this broadcast. Let me know what you think. And in the meantime, I'll be praying for you and you pray for me. God bless you and I'll see you next time on Sunshine USA.